Welcome to the Lewis Says Black Show. Now, time for a word from our sponsor. Fucking A, man. <laughs> Lawrence, what would you do if you had a million dollars? I'd tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. Four boobies. <laughs> That's it? You you had a million dollars, you you do two chicks at the same time? Damn straight. I always wanted to do that, man. I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up too, because chicks dig dudes with money. Not all chicks. Well, the type of chicks that double up on a dude like me do. Ah, good point. What about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke and doesn't do shit. Fucking a- And that's exactly what would happen. Let's get off into the Lewis S. Black shop. Yo, what up, 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 what up? It's your boy Lewis S. Black coming to you with another podcast, baby. And on today's show, what we're going to talk about is modern day dating. And I have a very lovely co host with me by the name of Simmons. Yeah. So what I want to talk about, Simi, is what's going on nowadays? Because it seems like things just aren't traditional, but everybody wants things to be traditional, but they don't want to act traditional. Um, I think, yeah, that I think that is true. 
I, I, I think that's the case. I think that there is um, definitely a difference in communication and the way that men and women communicate. Um, I think there's a lot of passive aggressiveness among women. I think that no one discusses expectations. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes the energy, like, be off, like, the expectations be off, the energy be off, but I think, um, we live in a society where everything is instant, like, no, nobody respects the law of the form, which means the law of process, and people expect to put stuff in a microwave, and it just come out, everything's on social media, they believe everything they see on social media, so I think that that has affected the way we've dated. And then there's a lot of trauma. You know, people are coming from their past experiences, seeing what, you know, what their mom and dad was, what their gra- grandma and grandpa was. Ooh, hold up. You got me when you said grandmama and grandpapa because I'm the type of dude, you know, to know about me, Cindy, is to know that I literally grew up and my grandparents helped raise me. Like literally, I used to have a room in my grandmama and my granddaddy's house. And I hear a lot of bullshit nowadays. Some of some, you know what? I don't want to be like my grandmama because my grandmama had to be a housewife and my granddaddy was out here fucking around and cheating. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> in, 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 in people's, in some people's experiences, that's the truth. So, like, a lot of the revert, like, women not wanting to have their traditional role is based in fear. It's because they have not felt safe from the men that they've seen raise them. It be that their father or their grandfather they have not felt safe and secure in that space so I think a lot of women are, are just and I'm one of those are just like you know what I'm finna get my own money because I'm not going to be in the situation where I have to get disrespected and I don't have any power I you know I, I have to get um economically abused I have to get physically abused I have to get verbally and emotionally abused and I can't make any moves so a lot of women are in a space where you know they decided that it was better that they have their own than to um be like our grandmothers but guess what but guess, guess guess what I say about my grandfather um because rest in peace to both of them and I had to bury both of them and I'm the oldest like to know about me Simi is I'm the oldest out of all the kids and I did have to bury both of them and I had to do the eulogy at both of their funerals you hear me? Now my granddaddy was the typical granddaddy yes he did have a young side chick but by the time I came around, because I was born in 1982. So by the time I came around, he did have a little young side chick that was like about maybe 25, 26 years old. And she was literally like the age of like, you know, my mama and my dad. But he was a Marine vet. He fought in Vietnam. 
he survived Vietnam and he wound up working at the post office and he had the disability check then he had the post office check and he had social security coming in by the time he finally retired from the post office so my granddaddy was the type of dude that had three or four checks coming in but he was a very quiet man and he was very humble and he was very loving towards my grandmother and my grandmother used to talk a lot of shit to him and he would just be quiet and he would just be chilling he would you know me and me and my granddaddy when i was a kid we used to watch uh golden girls remember that shit i love golden girls yes i do <laughs> we used to watch golden girls we used to watch in the heat of the night we used to watch uh fresh prince of bel-air we used to watch um in living color um martin we used to watch um some other shit on nbc basically all of the gangster shit that was going on back in the days we watched that shit and he was a very quiet cool skinny light-skinned dude that just wanted to be left alone when he got home from work but he had about damn near five or six checks rolling in especially when he got older and i was the one that had to pick up his dead body when he died back in 2011 and yeah i know you're sorry to hear that but the but the cool thing was i was there with him from the beginning of my life all the way to the end and by the time he died i was about 28 29 years old i say all this to say this was he a bad man because he had a side chick even though not only did he take care of the household he had the house he had the house just gonna say that I'm sorry I don't mean to cut you off but what you're saying is grandpa he he could afford and, and and that's you know that's the thing about polygamy and polyamorous relationships they for rich men they for men who can afford that like you have to be able to if you if you get uh you know a, if you get women to agree to that you have to be able to take care of both households and these men don't want to do it that way they they out here pimping they ain't trying to take care of no households but for for people who are into that you know that's that's the thing even even in africa you know where a lot of us come from and we come from tribes that that are naturally polygamous tribes and some of sometimes that stuff is passed down through our dna and some people like oh he a player he a pimp but when you look back through his dna like if you run that bloodline you might see that he came from a tribe that was polygamous and it actually passed down i really believe in that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but you no know, can he handle can he take care of three wives can he manage three households and that's no. the thing and here's what my here's what my granddaddy did my granddaddy mainly took care of that household like while he was you know Basically, I'm a kid. I'm like five, six years old. So even during that time where he had maybe his little side girlfriend and my grandmother who was kind of working his nerves, but that was his woman. 
that was his woman, that was his wife, and that was the one that bequeathed me my mother and my uncle. Even during that time, what he did is he held the whole fort down and when my mother needed to get a house and wanted to get out of them apartments, he messed around and threw down $25,000 for a down payment for my mama to have a house because he said, I want that little boy, Brandon, to have a backyard and a house to where he can run around and be free. And he threw her $25,000 so that she could have her first house. And he was like, I also want you to have financial freedom. He was like, you paid the mortgage on this house with the job that you're working, Cynthia, and you can use this and you can get a better house. And that's exactly what my mother did. That's what's up. And he and he also bought my grandmother a car. And he bought and he helped buy my mother a car. Um he didn't pay for the whole car, but he did do the down payment for one of my mama's cars. This is all during the 80s while I'm like five, six years old. So but he did but he had a side chick. So so here here's my take on that. Here here's here's what I believe about that. I grew up in in sort of a similar situation until my my grandmother passed away. My grandfather passed away before my before my grandmother did. But I grew up in something very very similar. My my grandfather um, worked for the railroad and then he also served and then he bought a house. Bought my grandma a house. On, on his VA, you know, on his VA benefits. And then he had, you know, future, the, the story that you're telling, I had a grandmother and a grandfather that was something very, very similar. So I'm very familiar with this story because I grew up in something very similar to that. But, you know, the, the piece of it that I think that um, I'm probably gonna piss a lot of women off and something that we're learning is women don't operate even back then they were operating in masculinity like they they weren't using their femininity a lot of them were were you know too um combative with their men they didn't offer any peace it was always complaining it was always you know just not giving a man a place where he can come and be and be comfortable and relaxed without all the complaining and the fussing and the cussing and the, you know, just, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because my grandmother used to do that shit because you know, my stepfather, my stepfather because my real father and my mother they wound up, they got married when they had me. So I was made out of love. You hear me, Simi? Okay. But they wound up breaking up literally three weeks after I was born because my dad was putting his hands on my mama. That is what it is. But, you know, my granddaddy was more of a laid back type of dude 
But the thing is, he served in Vietnam. He basically saw people getting their heads blown off. You know, people getting blown up. You know, that Vietnam War was some jungle shit. And it was some wild shit. And my granddaddy told me that he saw a lot of people get killed. So my granddaddy was more of a laid back type of dude that was like, fuck it. I'm just going to sit back. I'm finna pay bills around this motherfucker. I'm going to raise these kids. And I'm going to be left alone. And he's the type of dude that he made me do push-ups and sit-ups as a kid. But the cool thing was he respected my grandmother. And I wanted to get to the point to where they talked about, oh, my granddaddy used to give my mama his whole check. And I'm like, I feel like I'm calling bullshit because my granddaddy did not give my grandmother his whole check. What he did is he took his paycheck and he allowed my grandmother to sit back and lay back and not have to work. And all she had to do was basically drop my mama and my uncle off to school, pick them up from school, and buy them clothes. And he gave her enough money to do that. What do you think about that? So that that's the, the type of life that, that I probably would not be okay with. That wouldn't work for me. But I do realize that back, actually back then, during that time, that was a good life. If you, that was a good life. If you, now we have to think about the times. Back then, you know, women were not as, we were not as empowered as we are now. And if you did not have a man, you were in trouble. So you had no man, it, 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 it was, it was pretty tough. And that's just, that's what it was back then. So if you did have a man, that's why a lot of, you know, grandmas and great grandmas stayed with men who were abusive and beat their asses because you. Mind you, my grandfather was not abusive. He did. He never would turn. I'm I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm just saying just, you know, in general, but if you had a man that did that and provided for you and did not put his hands on you, then you was winning. Like you had no reason to complain. He 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 took care of you, your kids, the house, y'all's kids, the house. He wasn't beating your ass. He wasn't abusing you, and you winning. There's life is good for you because most women. But my grandmother, winning. but my grandmother used to talk shit about him. Mm. Like, oh, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of his shit. You know, he don't he don't do shit. I'm like, he works. He works and he's basically taking care of this house. By the time my grandfather died and I had to pick my granddaddy's dead body off the floor, he had that house paid off. By the time he died, that house was already paid off and he had stocks and bonds already set up for my mother. He had bonds in my mother's name for the time that he died. He believed in leaving his children an inheritance. Yes. I, I 
he's the one. He's the one that taught. He's the one that taught me how to drive. He taught me how to drive a car back when I was 15 years old. He told me some shit. He said, "Do not buy anything unless you can't buy it three times." Yeah, that's. So he was that type of dude. For sure, for sure. So, okay, so yes, he had a little side chick. So, what do you think about a dude that's a provider, but he just has a little side chick, but he's taking care of his wife, his kids, and his grandkids? So... That that is only okay. Here here's where where the problem comes in. Um, it's out of integrity when the two women don't know and don't agree to it. If the two women know about it and they agree to it and they on board with it, then it's it's all right. Especially if you practice it in a religion. Like if that's your religion and that's what y'all do, you know. And, and you are abiding by the other laws and everything of the religion that you're practicing, you don't, no problem. No, it's, the problem comes in and when, when you're out of integrity with it is when you're hiding it, when you got to hide it from your wife. You got to lie to your wife. You have to lie to the side chick. You can't be honest. You can't sit them down and be honest with them about what's going on and they not on board with it. Then that's when there's a problem. That's when all the drama comes in. I feel you on. I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that one, Simi. You know, um, what's your current situation right now? You single or married or what's your situation? So I am. I am single, which means that I am not married. Um, so I'm not married, but I'm not single. If that makes a, a difference, I am dating someone. Seriously, like dating someone, but I'm not married yet. So technically, because I don't have a husband, I'm actually single. Okay, so you got a boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. So how do you guys operate? Is it basically just you know exclusive, or is it like more of an open thing, or what's the situation? Well, my boyfriend right now is in the army and he is serving in Syria. And um, he's been gone since January, so he's been gone for a long time. He may not be back until January of maybe January, February next year. Maybe we don't even got the exact date. Like, we'll see kind of thing. But like, so as far as dating, dating goes, I haven't done that in a, in a, I have to wait till he gets back. <laughs> right. And I'm not dating anyone else. Okay. So you know, so, so. I'm also, also not, you know, I'm not blind to the fact that I know, you know, what kind of nonsense goes on in the military as well. Like I, I get it. Like I, I know you know the BS. I, I get all that. I'm I'm totally totally aware of of that. So when people come and tell me, you know, when he's over there and and he's like a really nice looking man too. So, but I'm not worried about that. For for one, you know, I love God and He loves God, and I believe that you know God is going to take care of me regardless to what the situation is. 
you, I put my faith in God. God's going to take care of me. God has always been to, um, you know, he's always hit my intuition when something's not right. Now, now did I listen? No, I did not. But there's <laughs> always been a warning when something is not right. So we just, I'm just, you know, giving it time and... Um, we've been talking about getting married, so I do want to get married, but I'm the type of person, like, I don't, I'm not going to sit there and let somebody waste a bunch of my time, so if things are not progressing, you know, and it's been two years, three years, I'm going to go ahead and just leave the situation, because I feel like uh, now you're playing with me, and um, I can either be focusing on like relationships take a lot of energy they you have to put a lot into a relationship you you put a lot into your man you put a lot into your woman you put a lot into it and I feel like if you plan with me I need to put it into my business and not be worried about you you go and do your life and I can put it I have I have a purpose you know I got purpose and passion in life so I could put it over here and not let you waste my time and that's just that's where I'm at that's how I feel about it Oh, what do you feel like your purpose would be? Oh, right now, um, I want to open a day spa. I've been working on a business plan and everything for a long time. I just created a skincare line for it. Currently, um, I'm a licensed massage therapist. It's what I do for the, for a living. It's like my full-time job is what I do. So I am getting my leadership skills together so I can actually open a spot and have people work for me instead of me being behind the table all the time. Okay, shout out, shout out your uh, business. So I have um, a business called Aura Mobile Spa, and the website is um, Aura A U R A dot A B M P dot com. So yep, I hope that y'all wrote that down. Everybody write that down and even do a rewind on the podcast. That's her business. You know what I'm saying? And that's what she's doing. Now, let me ask you this, Simi. Um, Do you feel that it's wrong for a father that's dealing with a daughter? Because I'm a daughter. I'm I'm a daughter dad. If your daughter is getting picked on and bullied at school, is it wrong for you to call the school and the man to speak to the principal because you don't want your daughter being picked on and bullied? Actually, that is that's the correct way to do it. And no, it's not wrong. That's absolutely what you should do. And that's better than what we did. I'm, I'm 45 years old. So we did things a little bit differently. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm 41. Okay, we did things a little bit differently, and I would not recommend that, that the parents today do things that, the way we did things, because y'all will go to jail. But back then, we was a little bit different, where we was going to pull up on you, <laughs> on the family, we pulling up. <laughs> That's what we did. But now, yes, you call the principal and talk to the teacher, and that's how you handle it properly. <laughs> Because what I wanted to do is I wanted to have a meeting with the mother, my daughter, the bully, and his parents, and the teacher, and the principal. But my child's mother told me 
No, I don't want, I ain't finna do that because you ain't finna be embarrassing me. Why would I embarrass you as a man? Why would I embarrass you? Maybe she knows, maybe you have a quick temper. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, some of us are very, we have a hard time with our emotions, like controlling our emotional outbursts. Some of us are not as emotionally immature just because we didn't have emotional maturity model for us. So it could be that, but no, I think that I actually think that that is the correct way to handle it. That's a lot better than how we used to handle it. So maybe she was scared that I was going to wind up whooping somebody ass. Yeah, maybe. Because, you know, know, uh, to know about me, Sammy, is I'm six foot and I'm like 240 pounds. Yeah, that's that's about where we come from. So I'm built like an NFL linebacker. So you think maybe she was scared that I was going to spaz out and whoop somebody's ass, like maybe fight the dad? Maybe. It could be. You know, some, sometimes it comes to that when people have a hard time, like, controlling their emotions and, and when we can't always find the correct words and we have to be able to um, communicate with people without putting them on defense. And that's something I am very, very much so working on, like our delivery, the way sometimes the way that we deliver things, especially when we feel like that we have been wronged or, you know, something is something is being done to us. Like that's an emotional thing when your child is being bullied. And that's my daughter. And that's my daughter. You know, that's my only that's my one and only kid. And. You know how us dads are. We're very protective about our children. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And dads, we get more protective about daughters because we feel like daughters can't fight the way boys can fight. And she told me that she was being bullied and pushed around. told to mind my business I was told to shut up and mind my business well that don't sound that doesn't sound like it resolves anything um the good thing is um the bully has not been bullying my daughter anymore okay and I found that out by talking directly to my daughter You know, um, next thing I want to talk to you about on this podcast is um, what's up with this whole dinner date thing? And basically what I've been doing is I have not been going on dinner dates this year, but I have been having way more sexual activity because it's been basically women that have been 
basically coming to my place and just cooking for me, cleaning for me, and getting down. And it has not been no dinner dates where it's like, oh, we got to go to um, Ruth Chris. We got to go to this spot. What do you think about this whole dinner date thing? Oh, so before before I answer that question, I want to let you know I have more time. I told you I had 30 minutes, but I just had a client reschedule, so I have more time to talk um, on the podcast. So to get into um, the Netflix and chill dates, I think that those women may not be doing things correctly. I mean, it, it depends on, first of all, it depends on where they are at like where where are you at in life are you casually dating is it casual sex are you looking for this thing to go anywhere are you just having a good time if you just you know out there having a good time and you just having casual sex then knock you don't need to go on no dates knock yourself out just go you know do what y'all been doing because you're not looking to to build anything like you you're you looking to to get your back straightened out and that's all you want so if that's all you want then do what you do knock yourself out there's no problem there but the problem is women don't like go into the situation like knowing what they want do do you want to get married like do you want a long-term relationship if you want a long-term relationship you actually need to get time to know the person and know you know who they are and what they're about before you start sleeping with them because when you start sleeping with them the love drug bites you in the ass hello yeah i'm listening yeah okay the love drug bites you in the ass you know women have more oxytocin and dopamine release which binds us to a man when we have sex with them we got that more than y'all do y'all get some of it but we got a much more of it so it bonds us to them and we think that we're cool with it and then you know six weeks later while you thinking oh we just kicking it me and shorty just kicking it we having a good time she's asking you um well where is this going and you like, well, we don't have nothing established. We just, you know, we just F buddies or we just having a good time. We never discussed a um, relationship or nothing like that. But her, her, in her mind, she's like, well, we go together. But y'all never, y'all didn't come to that agreement. That's just where her head is because she did not go into the situation being clear about what she wanted and, and where she wanted the, to, the situation to even go. So if you go into it, with knowing exactly what you want then you play it that way but if all you want to do is have sex and have a good time then there's nothing wrong with that you don't have to go on dates or nothing you you all they got to do is what they got to do but doing it that way the pot the um probability of them actually getting a husband if that's what they want is is not very high not saying it's not gonna happen but it's not very the it's very unlikely, especially for black women. It's very unlikely because why would a man marry or um, even give a commitment to a woman who's not requiring it? When when all you when you getting everything that you want, you getting cooked for, clean for, you getting ass, you getting everything that you need, and you don't have to. If she's she requires nothing. Who wouldn't take that? That's some good shit. Who wouldn't take that? And who wouldn't keep doing that if if they could? Who wouldn't? 
Yeah, you're very, you're very correct. And that has happened to me in my life where, you know, women would come around and they would just act like they just wanted to be, you know, my, you know, they wanted me to be their sneaky link. But once I would put the dick down on them, they would always say, what are we doing? What's up with me and you? Yep. Exactly. But they never made that clear from the beginning. Like, so I think women don't want to scare men off, you know, by talking about relationship and stuff and all that. And and that's understandable. You know, we, we want to get to know someone. But I do think it's important that you make your intentions clear. If you want a relationship, you need to say that and get that man the opportunity to deal with you or not. Because he's like, he'll tell you, I'm just casually dating. And you just move on. But when, when women are in a situation, especially black women, where we don't have, you know, a lot of choices when it comes to men, like black men, especially if you are handsome or if you like, you know, you had you handsome, you got your stuff together, you know, you're like a safe, secure dude, which means that your sounds, finances sounds like me. Yeah, finances in order. You a handsome guy. You know, you you got something going for yourself. That is not very common for black women to run into. And guys like that don't really choose us a lot of times anyway. They choose the Latin women or they choose the white women. But and black women get mad about that. But if you think about it, who's more submissive? Do a man like that want to come home to a bunch of loud mouth, no dinner, house ain't clean, kids ain't taken? Who won't? Nobody want to deal with that. And and I've been there, Simi. I've been there where I have. I've been there where I have come home and the whole crib ain't in order, even though I'm paying. Damn near the majority of the rent for this motherfucker. Exactly. No man with, wanna with, with with my baby crying. No man wanna deal with that. So I understand why you would go with a a Latin woman who is going to you know, who's going to be a woman, who's going to be feminine, who's going to take care of the house. I, I I believe that if a woman, you know, doesn't really work outside the home, and this is my belief, even though it's not my 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 first preference and choice, my, my children are grown, so I don't have no reason to stay home with the kids, but it's not my first preference. But if you are a housewife, your job is the house. That is your job. When you, when you, you're, you don't have no other excuse. You don't pay any bills out. That house needs to be straight. It need to be clean. The kids need to be taken care of. You need to help with them with homework. You need to keep that house in order. That is your job. You're supposed to have sex with your husband. Exactly. That's what you're here for. They probably going to get pissed at me about this, but he deserves a side chick at that point because you're not doing your job. <laughs> now, if you're doing your job and he go get a side chick and y'all ain't disgusting, then he's out of line. But if you're not doing your job and he doing his job, he deserves a damn side chick. Go get you a so you deserve one. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, you know I like I like how you I like how you rocking with that. It's you the know, truth. 
So, um, what do you feel like a woman should have if, let's say, that the situation is y'all don't even live together? Mm-hmm. She has her own apartment, and you got your own apartment. What should the man be doing? So, it, again, it depends if on y'all living, y'all living apart, and y'all just in love with each other. It it depends on the couple's intentions. Are we in a situation where all we doing is having sex and having a good time? They shouldn't be doing anything. They should be having sex and having a good time because that's their intent. They don't have any intentions outside of that. But if they have aspiration to like be married, and I'm always gonna be one for for marriage. Like everything should be working towards marriage. And that, that's where I'm at with it. I understand everybody don't want that, but I'm coming from that point of view. Then she should be preparing, you know, her life to go to go in with him. And he should be preparing to receive his wife. So whatever he got to do to get his stuff together, if you got to save money for a house, if y'all need to get a bigger apartment, if y'all need to pay off some bills so y'all can start combining things, that's what y'all should be working towards. If if marriage is your goal, but you have to have some conversations like what is the expectation does she expect him to pay all the bills um if she expects him to pay all the bills what is going to be her job but why is he paying all the bills when she has her own apartment and he has his own apartment no i mean if they're gonna move in together so that's where i said in the beginning of the conversation it depends on their intention so if their intention is to just have sex and have a good time and not go anywhere you know not not like progress or not get married not like build a life together and all y'all doing is having a good time and and having casual sex they shouldn't be doing anything but that because they don't have any other aspirations or intentions outside of that that's all they should be doing that i mean that's, that's it okay what do you think about women spinning the block like meaning you were dealing with a dude at one point and the dude was really in love with you and the dude was really trying to romance you. But you decided that you wanted to, you know, deal with another guy. But then a few years, a few years passed and you decided to spend the block. And now this dude has come around. What do you think about that type of scenario? So I actually do not believe in spinning the block. I despise spinning the block. No, no, no man can spin the block for me. But no, about a woman spinning the block, right? A woman spinning the block. So if she spins the block, I think that oh, they gonna hate me for this, Louis. They not gonna like what I got to say. I don't give a fuck because it's the Louis says black show. They gonna hate me, but okay, so. If um, if it, it depends on what what the man wants, he he can be a little bit dark about it and be a dog about it, or he can be a good guy and just like turn her down anyway. I feel like with the spinning the block thing, she already chose another man over you. She already said 
um, look, I got somebody else. He's better than you. So I'm just going to go over here and see, you know, what I could work out with our boy because I already think he's better than you in the first place. And when the shit don't work out, then you want to come back over here to me, you know, after you didn't, you didn't already told me, you know, I, you, you basically settling for me. So you didn't already told me you thought another ninja was better than me, but now you want to come back over here, act like after he didn't probably dogged you out. So ninja didn't probably dogged you out, then probably cheated on you, did A, B, C, and D. He didn't probably did a bunch of stuff, broke your heart. So now not only are you, not only did you choose another ninja over me, but you gonna try to come back to me. You basically telling me I'm sloppy seconds. You're coming back with a broken ass heart. So now you got trauma and you you got, you know, baggage and stuff that I have to work through. Um, if he's a good guy, he would not even deal with her. Like he wouldn't he he wouldn't talk to her. She wouldn't be on he she would not be anywhere on his radar except for, you know, a high and by. I see you nothing nothing more than that. Like what's up and I see you in passing, what's up and bye. It wouldn't be nothing more than that. He wouldn't entertain it at all. If he's a bad guy, <laughs> he can still sleep with her and get what he wants. <laughs> and 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 But she gotta suck a she gotta she, suck a whole lot of dick. She she a placeholder, you know, he he toy with her, he play games with her. He string her along. She she thinking she probably already thinking he's some kind of decent dude or else she wouldn't be coming back. So he string her along for as long as he can, you know, until the, until the jig is up. And then when the jig is up and she's like, where are we doing? Where are we going? What are we going to do? Yada, yada. Then he move on because he would never have no intentions to be with her anyway like that. He, he, he was just... You know, it's basically like revenge, like get back, like already be you. You thought another and, ninja was, and, I, and, I, and I'll say this: revenge <laughs> pussy is the fucking worst for y'all ladies because when the niggas get revenge pussy, he ain't finna suck around and play some Brian McKnight and make love to you. He taking your ass to pound town. He finna fuck around and hit your ass from the back real hard. Real fast, face down, ass up, and that's gonna be the way that y'all fuck. Mm. Niggas get real aggressive on revenge pussy, you hear me? I, I, I understand, I get it. Yeah. So that's how how I feel like the spin the whole spin the block thing goes. I don't allow on, on my end a dude can't and I'm a I'm a Leo, so you can't tell you can't choose another female over me and then when the shit don't come don't work out, you come back. It's like And know. I'm a um, and I'm a I'm a Gemini. I'm a cancer that was supposed to be a Gemini. Mm. If that makes any sense. That means that you went past your due date. Yeah, I was I, I, I was a ten month pregnancy. Okay. So okay, it's like okay. these women have to know: don't play with me. I got two sides and about damn near seven or eight other sides. My, my son, my uh, oldest son, he's twenty two. He's a Gemini, and we, you know, we talk about this stuff, and I tell him right from wrong. You know, I tell him what's right. When he dealing with girls, I tell him what the right thing to do. At least I give you the information. But he got that little, you know, little 
Son, that's not right. Don't, that's not right. And he's like, nah, mama, I gotta get her back. So I'm like, son. <laughs> but it ain't right. That's not right. But he still got that, like, little side to him, even though I tell him what's right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, another thing that I wanted to ask as far as the dating thing is what do you feel about? looking through a man's phone I don't believe that uh, mind you y'all are not even married and y'all ain't even boyfriend and girlfriend I so here's where they probably ain't gonna like what I got to say here neither but I think I that fuck. We, say what you gotta say talk your no, shit I, I, I know but I just I, when, I piss a lot of women off with some of my views cause and I understand, but we got to have these honest conversations so maybe we can understand some stuff and we can try to get some quick communication and get on the same page as far as this whole dating thing goes. But first of all, looking through a man's phone is out of bounds. It shows that you don't trust the man, for one. You know, it shows that you're trying to find something, for two. If you And if you try to find something, um, you probably will. You, find, you probably will find something. But even if you do find something, first of all, you haven't established, like, any like foundation you haven't established like we together or we're monogamous or we are exclusively dating you haven't even established that so how can you hold him to any sort of accountability of being faithful or loyal or anything when y'all haven't even established a relationship yet and if you um are the type of woman and we know ourselves if you're the type of woman who gonna sleep with a man and you know you gonna get your feelings involved you know you gonna be in love you need to have some discipline and hold out you don't need to be giving that thing up because you already know straight up you gonna be in love you already you already know that your heart is through your vajayjay so if your heart is through your vajayjay especially if it's some good thing and it, you you know yourself then you need to keep your legs closed and if you don't keep your legs closed without step, establishing like a relationship or if or where y'all at or at least you know had a man tell you look I ain't looking for nothing serious so if he come at you and be like I ain't looking for nothing serious and you give it up anyway that's on you that's on you because you was looking for something serious so when he said I ain't looking for nothing serious you should have walked away and you know had faith that you would find somebody who was looking for something serious but if you sleep with him anyway and you get your heart involved that is your fault ma'am 100% your fault you cannot hold him accountable he told you up front but if you um have not established any like sort of relationship foundation or nothing y'all have no right to go through that man's phone and even if y'all are together you still don't have no right to go through that man's phone and if you are going through that man's phone that means something off with the trust like what's going on with the trust you don't know what is what's going on is there's there a misunderstanding is he you know y'all need to have a conversation about the trust factor that means you don't trust your man is he doing something off is something out of line you you ask him a lot of times we don't even ask and why and why why would you go through that man's phone and delete chicks and block chicks that's it's that's the insecurity 
That's insecure. It's, it's insecure. Because now these other women are like, why did this nigga block me? I didn't say nothing wrong to him. I didn't say anything foul to him. Why all of a sudden did he just delete me and block me? Insecurity. It's, it's, it's insecurity, but you are both responsible for the situation. Because, like, if you, you know, you have to communicate, you got to tell her what it is up front. You have to tell her, I'm, you know, it's only casual. Uh, if that's all you want, it's only casual. I'm just, you know, we just dating. I'm not looking for nothing serious. You got to tell her that up front. Or you have to tell her, you know, if you are dating towards a relationship, you have to tell her that you are interested in having a relationship and building a relationship, not necessarily with her, but you do have to. I think you have to let her know what your intentions are. You know what your intentions are. But if you start sleeping with that person and you notice that they feelings start getting they start changing. They feelings start getting involved. You know, they become a little bit more possessive. They're impatient. They want to know where it's going. And matter of fact, I'm going to cut you, I'm cut you on this one. You said possessive and believe it or not, do you know what sent me? It was a platonic female friend that I had. And I was like, why are these chicks getting so emotional when I fuck them the first time? What we're talking about is we're talking about like basically you go on a date with a dude and you fuck on the first date, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, you're doing the first date. Where are you taking them to? I'm like, I'm taking them to some nice ass little spots. And I'm dressing clean and I'm looking clean and I'm being handsome and I'm being fly. She was like, number one, that's your problem. She was like, number two, she was like, when y'all fuck, what are y'all doing? I was like, you know, I like to play that Jodeci. You know that first Jodeci album? Uh, the very oh, my yeah, lady you album? Treat them like you they boyfriend. Huh? You're you're treating them like you're their boyfriend. Oh, because she told me that she was like, stop playing that goddamn gangster ass R&B when you fucking me six for the first time. She was like, that shit gets us addicted. But I want you yeah, to speak you on think it. They got a boyfriend. Y'all together. I just, especially if it's good. And I don't care in, in, in her, in the, in the heart of a woman, we go together. And I used, I used to think that way. Like I, when I was younger, if I had sex with a dude, or the, we was to, we was in a full blown relationship, we hadn't discussed it, we hadn't talked about it. It's we together, and that, that's just that's. And a lot of women still think that way, like they haven't evolved past that. That it's something we have to grow past to have that conversation, but. You know, if they're in my age range, that's that's, and then you have to look at their age range. If they in their late thirties or late forties, I mean early forties, uh, late twenties, y'all together. And I mean, what, just, what age are we? How old are you? So I'm forty five. Okay, and I'm forty one. Mm-hmm. So if I'm playing like the Jodeci album or the Boys to Men album, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much putting myself at risk. Y'all together. <laughs> Say fuck, we go together. <laughs> yeah, y'all go together. Now, ain't, ain't nobody established that, but in her heart, this my man. We together. And, and that is probably why you get, you know, and you only got, 
and I, I'll say I'll say this after so probably after the first like three or four weeks you only got maybe like another month or two before she really start flipping out it, it, that that's when shit really get weird that that's when you can get your clothes bleached you know if you're dealing with that type get your tire slashed mm. that that's when she, she you don't got that much time to establish that relationship so you know it's really a conversation that you have to have up front but it's also the woman's responsibility because if I'm dating a, a man I'm gonna ask them questions I'm gonna I don't, I don't care if you walk away I don't care if I scare you off I don't care if you walk away I used to care I don't care anymore I'm trying to get what your intentions are because if yo if we not in alignment with what we want you need to drop out of my life I don't need you in my life because we not on the same page so you need to go. So I don't mind like asking questions to weed you out. I don't mind vetting dudes. Like when I was, I did not mind vetting you. And I didn't mind if you left after I vet you because that means you weren't supposed to be there anyway. But so let me ask like, you this. So let me ask you this. So, you know, before the, the podcast taps out, um, what do you feel about this whole multi-dating thing? Because I've been in a dating group before and a woman told other women, she was like, y'all need to multi-date. Means have multiple dudes take you out to multiple dinner dates and let the best man win. What do you think about that? So I know that that is um, the consensus and that's like a new thing because women are tired of like getting played and women are tired of um just not being able to get what they you know get the relationship and, and find what they want so now they're going on the multi-day thing and and i will i will tell women if you can handle multi-dating then go have at it most naturally and i'm a, I'm, I'm i'm going biologically i'm telling you what god made i'm telling you these is his rules i didn't even make this stuff up if you believe in god he made these rules up not me so and we're talking, we, we talking about multiple dinner dates yeah multiple dinner dates if if you can do that and not like get emotionally attached and if you cannot be sleeping with all those men, because if them men are taking you on date dinner dates, especially if they're expensive, they gonna be looking for something, you know. And then no man is taking no women out there if he ain't looking for nothing. So he gonna be something, and you might end up you you risk sleeping with three or four men at a time. If that works for you, then have have at it. That so, now I will tell you if that works for you, something's broken in within you, and you have to heal because we're not built that way. Most of us ain't built that way. So something you have to heal, babe. You gotta heal. But um, most women cannot handle that sort of situation. Most women ain't built that way. We're built, you know, to to. Um, deal with one man maybe two at a time that's all we really have time for she's really on her stuff to date
turns me on with a special concern. Now I'm a different guy and I don't compare to many. But next to her, I'm plain ordinary. Not many can see the light blue aura that surrounds the girl wherever in the world. She's a nine, a ten, a twenty-fifth. She's bittersweet and a taco treat. She's strange. And I like it. She's strange. Just the way she is.
Yeah, she's strange. And I know you're tired of going back and forth with that nutty ass bitch. This is for y'all. The Lewis F. Black Show. Thank you. 
been another episode of the Lewis Says Black Show. Peace.